Ashba was jailed at the age of 16 years old because she said yes to Jesus. And that's what today's show is, jailed at 16 in Ethiopia. Now, how do you even deal with something like that? Or how do you step into it when communism takes over and your entire world changes as what you ever had seen it like before? Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You had 21 siblings. Yes, I did. How is that possible? Well, different ages in different places. We didn't live in the same house. So it was, uh, my dad has two houses in the city and he was divorced a few times. So it's, we were raised in different times. Tell me about that. Tell me. Um, yeah, in that culture, my dad was uh, an only child for his parents. One child, yeah, and he... He made up. Yes. <laughs> his parents named him uh, in prayer, as in prayer, be multiplied or God multiply him. His name means God multiply him. So that's what he did. That was his goal. Now, because in Ethiopia, sometimes I hear of these countries in Africa that have, that they have several wives at the same time. He was this the case like that? He had two wives at, at some point at the same time. Uh, it's not legal anymore, but he had two wives at the same time at once. And it's a, yeah, that's the culture and it's a power, a show of power. And if you have money, that's how you show it. Really? Because I'm imagining taking care of 21 kids, yeah. everybody was poor as they could be because how do you provide for 21 kids, you he know? Was, he was a businessman. So he had enough to provide and um, yeah, he was able to provide for 21 and he had business so he managed it and he enjoyed it. The, the best part was he enjoyed having every last child, um, being a, you know, for him being a father was wow. a dream. I wow, think. he loved it. He loved it. Every single time he had a child, he was excited and he felt that I was one and God blessed me with so many kids. Now, there's 21 siblings. Mm -hmm. Where are you in the 21? Um, I don't count it from the 21. For my, for my mom, I am the third child. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, I'm sorry. The fourth child. <laughs> <laughs> I am the That's fourth funny. child for my mom. Okay. Yeah. So there's, uh, you're there. You are with your mom. Yeah. Everybody's happy. You're able to be raised Christian. Yes, Orthodox Christian. Orthodox Christian. Yeah. So you're all there together. Communism comes in. Mm -hmm. How did that start and what did that look like? That's a big uh, question. That was, um, communism was, the first thing was that they took over businesses, properties, and confiscated it and called it, it's a, the people's property. So my father's business was taken over. They just took his they business. Just took over. Now I am imagining if you, you look at people that rent houses and you mm -hmm. people that own houses. Mm -hmm. Those that own a house take a whole lot better care of the property usually yes. as those that rent houses, even if they're they both can be good. Yeah. There is a difference. Yeah. So if they took your dad's business mm -hmm. and they took it from him. Did it fall apart or, or what does that um, look it like? It was different. It was a big business that uh, under his umbrella, there were like over 10 shops that he distributed to. 
so they took over. He was uh, in the fish business. So they, he was contracting with the government, paying a certain amount of money to the government and fishing out of the natural lake and distributing it. So the government took over and they started to distribute it themselves. It didn't That stay. eliminated him. Eliminated him. And he became one of the people whom the government gave a certain amount to sell per day, which was like less than a hundred, you know, um, a lot less than he used to have, like one hundredth of what he was making before. So wow. it was, uh, it became a survival issue then at that point. So, Especially have, with that many children. Yeah. Well, wow. the, the children, again, was raised like in different eras right. and times. Right. Some of them were married at that time. Okay. And growing. Uh, so, but even the ones that we had, he had like, you know, seven, eight kids, he was responsible to raise. But um, yeah, it was difficult to survive. Now you see your dad. How old were you at that time? Um, when dad lost his job, I was about maybe 10 or 11. So you're yeah. seeing a change. You see somebody ready to go to work every yeah. day, and now it becomes a burden. Now yeah. there's a shift. Yeah. There's a huge change. So when you're seeing all this taking place, as young as you are, you don't really catch it all, but when you get older. Yeah. Now that was one of the things that they did. What was next for communism to just come into the country, um, you know? Yeah, they, um, the belief system. The belief system. What do you mean? They, they started, you know, saying... Um, God does not exist. This whole world, you know, came into existence for nothing. There is no God, and we are in charge of nature and things of that uh, nature. And then they started arresting Christians uh, and whomever is uh, claiming to be uh, a dedicated believer in God, uh, aside to the Orthodox. The Orthodox Christian has been there like for thousands of years. So they could not have challenge that, but um, the pro Protestant Christians were challenged uh, mm. as to say that this belief system came in from um, the West, and that this is not our belief, and they are, you know, um, related to CIA, whatever, and so they didn't really um, want us to believe in God, so they started going to church and closing church and arresting Christians. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Can you even imagine that when your whole world goes upside down and all of a sudden everything you know is what it is, which you know is the right thing, is being challenged, turned around. And some of you might actually struggle with it yourself right now. You are living in an environment or with a situation that you just know there is a certain change that is just not right. I really want to pray for you. So if you could contact us at Barb TV. Um, .org or go to 855-515-5550. We would love to pray with you and connect with you because God has so much more in store. For Hannah, you expected better, but things got worse. We'll be right back.
Thrive TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life and He wants you to have all the benefits. So communism takes over and gradually, or rather quickly, it sounds like everything that's normal is no longer normal. Mm -hmm. Christians are no longer allowed to be Christians. Things are changing. How did that make a personal impact on you at the time? Yeah, so I was 16 and I just accepted the Lord Jesus as my uh, Lord and Savior and started going to church and I was doing my baptism lesson before you get baptized you, you need to learn the basic faith and then I was in church one afternoon and uh, learning in the church uh, that lesson uh, all of a sudden the church was surrounded by uh, um, not military but just local militia type cadres I, they call them cadres and they have guns and everything so about how many were there um probably 30 40 people oh, that's a lot yeah i don't remember exactly so they surrounded us and some of them came in inside and started you know to threaten us and check us up and line us up and um so they rounded us up and took us to jail how old were you at that 16. time? 16 years yeah, old. I was 16. Did you know why you went to jail? I didn't know. I didn't know what I did wrong and why that How happened. many of you were taken as prisoners? Um, I think around 200, I would say, 150 to 200. Oh, kids. Yeah. Not kids, all of us. Some of them were adults. And so, yeah, they took us to jail and they told us to shout, you know, uh, their motto, you know, God doesn't exist, uh, we control nature, and then we didn't say that. They wanted us to raise our arms and say those things. So we refused to say those things. So they put us... And that was all of them, or were some people... I oh, want no, no, everybody said, no, we're not going to say that, and so everybody went to jail. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I it's didn't know what the meaning The control that people yeah. want to put over your life. Right. And demanding it one demanding, way. Demanding you to believe in a certain way that you don't want to believe. They, they believe in that. Were you way. afraid that moment? A little bit. A little bit. But not really much. Because first of all, I'm young. I didn't know what they were going to do to us. And, and second, I was surrounded by Christians. And so I thought they knew better. So this must be good. So we will stuck it out and see what's going to happen. So I wasn't too scared, but there were times in jail that they would threaten us to kill us. You know, they would say that we will kill you if you don't do this or if you don't say that. Uh, Did you say it or not? No. And God's grace was sufficient for all of that. Wow. There was a, a time, a day I remember that they were telling us uh, they were going to kill us if we don't, if we if we don't change our mind. And I remember. While I was there is where my transformation came. I was wondering yeah. about that. I was, when is that yeah. moment that God becomes God real for you? God became real and personal friend for me. Uh, we were worshiping, of course, under um, 
uh, under the radar and uh, praying and reading the word of God without them looking at us. And so my soul was revived and God became so real and close to what me. What was that exact moment? Was it at night or no, during worship? No, it was just the whole experience. I accepted the Lord and, you know, I was raised in reading the Bible because I went to Christian school. But that moment became God. So not moment, that, but the moment I got to the prison, the jail experience, my faith become, became very personal. Oh, yeah. And God is so real. Because in that scary environment, unless God is close to you, you can panic. Your family is scared out there. They don't know what's happening. There's pressure. They're sending you messages. Get out. Say whatever they want you to say and get out. Pressure. Pressure. My, oh, my sister is deny God so you can yeah. get out. Just tell them whatever they want and get out. And my sister is at home and they're telling her, you are the one who got her in this trouble. And oh. so there's all of this, but then I was at peace. How old was your sister? She was 18, and I was 16. So they were going after the family? They were going after no, you? No, my family, no, my parents, my, my dad and my older brother was pressuring my sister, tell her to say whatever they want her to say. Don't let her sit in jail, you know, or they, she could get harmed. So she was, like, pressured by that, and I could hear my family's, you know, pain in or you know fear but I was at ease because of the grace of God I was at ease and I decided you know if they want to kill me I would rather be dead than deny wow. God wow. and I don't know where that came from at 16 oh um, that's that's the God all that over was God. I was just like this is a friend this you know I would have never put it together I met Jesus uh, or a full transformation in prison while they're telling me I'll take your life you know you just don't like that yeah. usually you, you know think it's other way around but I, ca I came out stronger from the prison experience I, I came out stronger Christian dedicated my life and I said never to go back but to believe in Jesus all my life wow so you're there and they were pretty rough on you guys you shared something with me yeah. about the way they treated one of the boys not only that us we walked on our knees on a gravel road uh, and, they and you were forced us, to do that? Yeah, give us some lashes on our backs and stuff like that. And one of our boys uh, were tortured, but not really completely tortured. But as soon as they start torturing him, he yelled Jesus' name. He said, Jesus, and the rope failed. What do you mean the rope failed? They, they tie your rope, uh, your uh, hand and your leg together, and they put you upside down on uh, two tables. So you are up in the air oh with your hands and uh, legs tied up. So they did a good job tying him up and hanging him on the table. But um, in the end, uh, when he said, w started beating his inside the, his foot. Oh. So he said, Jesus, and the rope failed. So they stopped and they were scared, but they're like, Whoa! What happened in the calling of the name of Jesus, the rope actually that was supposed to hold him back. Wow. And they never touched him after that. They said, um, You'd they say that would be a wake up call to them. They're messing yeah. with the wrong God, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine any of that? It's like, wow. As that starts and that happens and. I can't because I haven't lifted, but Hannah has. 
So how do you step into that transformation that Hannah's talking about? And how do you call out Jesus when everything inside of you is screaming almost opposite to try to get out of that messy situation? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you hear God speak? Hearing God's voice can change your perspective on everything. It changes the course of your life. Learn how to break the obstacles and words that hold you back. Looking to dive deeper in your relationship with God? To activate the person you were created to be? Empower a Champion can jumpstart you to hear God speak. Join us for a free three-day challenge at empowerachampion.com. So here you are, he's hanging upside down. He calls out Jesus, mm -hmm. the ropes fail. I, I imagine him falling to the ground mm -hmm. and the guards, were they scared or did this, now they know God's real. Mm -hmm. Then what, did they keep you guys locked up or not let you go or mm -hmm. how did that? No, that, that calling of Jesus' name changed the whole story because as soon as he, the, uh, the rope failed, they stopped. They stopped and we were supposed to, they were gonna have like two, three or four people or more to be doing the same thing to them, to, to torture them. But they said, no, um, they stopped and they let us go to our room. I think they got the message that, wow. you know. Did they stop the torture from that moment they on? They stopped altogether. They wow. realized what they were doing was against the Holy God. So they stopped. Wow. Yeah. Now at the same time, or, or after they find, they, I think they held you for a year? Uh, no, it was two months and 20 days. That's plenty. Yeah. That's plenty. Yeah. Now your brother was wanted and your dad negotiated, but yes. that went completely wrong. Yeah, that was, uh, I was not a dedicated Christian or I didn't give my life to Christ. So that was a terrifying moment of my life my uh, brother who escaped town to, uh, to escape the killing or the imprisonment because he was um, a member of another party who was against them. Uh, they were looking for him. So when uh, my dad took him out of town, hid him in the countryside, and then when he can no longer hid him, he had to bring him to town and negotiated with the cadres to give his son to them, but in exchange that they wouldn't beat him or kill him. Did your brother know about this? Yes. Okay. And so he went and got him. He told him, I have talked to them. They have to hand you over so, and you know, they will not harm you. So he had to do all kinds of creative uh, situation to bring him to town. Did they keep to their promise? They didn't. So they tortured him. They mm -hmm. didn't keep the the promise or whatever the dealing was, the money exchanges, they didn't respect or honor that, but they went ahead and tortured my brother. Now at one point they were gonna kill him at your lawn, right by your house. Yeah. Was that that terrifying moment? I wasn't there, but he, they came to find him and they shot somebody else in the house. Uh, there was a guest who was uh, staying in our house and they shot him on the shoulder. Uh, and then my brother was escaped like by one minute. He wow. went out the back door, didn't know they were coming. And then they stepped in through the front door and they shot this guy on the shoulder. Wow. So that's when uh, that my brother had to escape town and hid in the countryside over um, 
at grandparents' place wow. for a while, over a year probably. So it's just story after story after yeah. story. Now, one time you were dealing with something about water or something? Yeah, I would, while I was in jail, um, our, um, the cadre that was assigned to my Kabali, they call it Kabali, um, and he was assigned uh, to us. So he called us to the office and he said uh, he had his gun on his hand and he was uh, rolling it. And intimidation. It was intimidation. And then my um, friend and I uh, were standing there and he said, I have a question for you. Now we believe that water is made out of uh, oxygen and hydrogen, but you say God made water. Uh, imagine I'm 16 and I don't know anything about, I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. a little, very little about chemistry or God. Uh, I was a new Christian. So I said to him, yeah, you're right. You knew about what it is made about, but you have not created it. And so he said, he looked at us, paused, and couldn't answer anymore. And he said, go. So at that moment. There was an angel there. There was something there. The word of God says that when you are questioned about, uh, about um, regarding me in, the, in front of authorities, I will give you the answer. It's me, the whole, my spirit that speaks through you. Right. So right. I didn't even think wow, of it. Wow. I, yeah. I heard it and I heard myself speaking it. I said right. to him, I mean, I had no knowledge of anything, but I said, yes, you know about what it's made of, but you have not created it. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, we didn't wow. create it, but we knew what it, that doesn't make you God, you know? So um, he never asked me anything about it anything after that he let me go wow yeah. so here you are you saw what they were doing to the country they mm -hmm. you saw what they did to your dad that you saw what they did to you or to your brother or to other other people and students out there and children right with bloody knees and yeah. torture and all that mm -hmm. why do you think how how do you say god is this allowed to happen? Or why did that happen? Or how can I change that? Because that is what the viewer is after right now. Right. They're saying, why? And mm -hmm. how would you answer that? Well, Christianity is uh, not always... It's written in the Bible. Our, the disciples were su had suffered for True. their faith. True. And Jesus paid a lot of price for us. It did, our salvation didn't come for free. Right. And, so, and we are called to to join that uh, and our prizes in heaven. So the enemy, while he had a chance on this planet, he is gonna do anything he can to harm Christians, to deter us from believing in God. But heaven is so much worth, we can pay our price to go to heaven. We can, Jesus has paid it, but we need to go through whatever we need to go through because it's worth it. It's heaven's worth. The, oh, life, yeah. the life we have found is so precious that we, compared to what we go through on this planet or on this earth, it's, it's nothing compared to what's worth, mm -hmm. what's waiting for us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so what the Bible talks about here, too, it's kind of backing up what you're saying in a different way. It says, Seek, speak blessing, not curses, cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Mm -hmm. This is out of Romans 12, by the way. Those who reject and persecute you, celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. 
Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's word as you are of your own. Don't live at a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. I see you as humble-minded. It's a beautiful way. A little further down. Never hold a crutch or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. Oh boy, but that revenge at that moment feels good, but it mm -hmm. doesn't bring the answer. But leave that to God's righteous justice. Because he says, vengeance are mine and I will repay, says the Lord. Amen. And here at the end, in verse 21, it says, Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Corrie ten Boom kept talking about forgiveness. And when it mattered most, she was about to give a hand of forgiveness to the man that tortured her, her, her sister so much that she ended up dying from it. It took everything she had to release that and to let that go but it set her free to a new level that she could do more than she ever did before. And I know if she could do it, if Hannah can do it, so can you. So how do you step into more? I know you have a children's program, an organization that you work right now with mm -hmm. to help other children, yes. and which is so beautiful and amazing to me. So if anybody wants to find out more about your organization or the children that you're trying to help, what is your website that people could reach you? Yeah. It is emi.org, andreasministriesinternational.org. Um, they can find us there and find out about our ministry. Wow, yeah. and Andreas is, is your son that passed yes. away in a car accident. Yes. Wow, that, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for being on the show with us. You're welcome. And for sharing yes. and for making a difference in so many children's their life. Is that including Ethiopia? It is Ethiopia. That's yes. Ethiopia. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I encourage you to check out that website, see if you can help in any way, plant seeds in that and make a difference. If you heard things and you want to talk to us, go to barbtv.org or call us and know this, God loves you. There's those moments in life you get a diagnosis that seems to come out of nowhere and you don't know what to do with it. You just battle through and it gets from worse to terrible. Yeah, the doctor really was nervous because he said it's still not okay and your liver is still dying. It was not just my grandmother, it was my my grandma's grandma also had lost a husband wow. while she had young children. And, but the good thing was that even though we went through a church split and things happened, God sent a lot of new people to come. So sometimes there are seasons where things are shifted. Yeah. Do you hear God speak? Hearing God's voice can change your perspective on everything. It changes the course of your life. Learn how to break the obstacles and words that hold you back. Empower a champion can jumpstart you to hear God speak, to activate the person you were created to be. Join us for a free three-day challenge at empowerachampion.com.